Um, oh, hi, this is uh, Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer of Ready Row USA. And uh, welcome to our show today. It's the second in our series of the arts of rowing. We have Jonathan Wright, Jonathan A. Wright. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> and we are, uh, we go live with video and audio a couple times a month. We love to have people follow us on social media and subscribe on your podcast apps because we we pull the audio after the live stream and you can either watch the replay or you can listen to it on your as you're on your way to rowing. Uh, it will be about 20 minutes. So we'd love to have you subscribe and review us on on the podcast apps. Uh, this is the Arts of Rowing 2022, and I think we'll keep it up in the coming years. But this so far this year, we've had uh, Jonathan, who's here with us now today, a poet and builder and craftsman. And then Daniel Boyne, author, and Nancy Diesner, who's a printmaker and sculptor. I have one of her pieces. And Susan Wood, and she's a painter and a, a high-performance uh, para coach, para rowing coach. And Eamon Glavin, who's doing an incredible um, production, he's a documentary uh, filmmaker and photographer, and he's doing an incredible piece on uh, from zero to Ol Olympics, I think it is, something like that. So following these uh, pe you know, people who, um, who train and go to the Olympics, basically from kind of nothing. And so uh, Eamon's got a great thing going. Is your wife able to get on? Yeah. Um, it says live in three minutes, but that was just, five minutes ago. Uh, it just says live in three minutes. I don't know. Honey. Yeah, we're, we're live now. So, and I'd look, first I'd, I'd like to um, mention our sponsors who kind of help us keep the lights on and the bits and bytes flowing. Uh, Resolute and Sykes, Sykes uh, USA, or Sykes Australia actually bought Resolute and is uh creating a dynamic partnership with with uh, with that fine build, builder that resolute uh, Burnham boat slings is in New Hampshire and they are they go all around the country you probably see all their boat covers and what a great company I'm gonna go up and row with them in a couple of weeks and uh, so look for some more pictures thank you Burnham and my website ready row USA or our website. Uh, is produced by, or designed by goodinklings.com. And Good, Good Inklings, Laura Williams is the CEO and uh, chief creative officer, I guess. Um, she is offering a website audit for uh, our listeners. And th this can be a very valuable thing because when I brought, first brought her on, my websites were slow you know, they had inconsistent design uh, and she's just brought it all around, completely around. Um, so I love my website. Thank you, Laura. Um, let's go to uh, our guest of honor, Jonathan Wright. How are you doing? Great, great. Yeah. I had a 10K on flat water this morning. What else could be better? What could be better? I, I saw that like two mile an hour wind thing and I thought, I've got, I, I've got to go out. But I, I didn't. I, I something came up, but I did. I've been trying to do my fifteen Ks um, when the when the weather behaves. So, 
there's nothing like uh, the Connecticut River to produce a headwind in both directions, which is something we're, <laughs> we're uh, researching. <laughs> That's called a tornado, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's yeah, just, well, beautiful. just beautiful. Just so um, engaging. And, you know, unlike yeah. the Charles and other places, we have long stretches where there's virtually nothing on the shore. I know. So, Whenever I go out there, I think of, like, I get my boat on, and it's like, this is so massive. Yeah. You know, it's just... If we didn't have 12 feet of rise and fall, you know, maximum six feet typically in season. Yeah. Growing capital of the universe. It's so pretty yeah. and beautiful. So anyway. And does it ever get too, uh, like, the current get too brisk? I know the Merrimack can be like that. Yes, we row up to 20,000 uh, cubic feet per, feet second. per second. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's pretty high. It, it can get up to 40. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, the, the whirlpools that suck you down, you'll never be seen again. But um, uh, be safe. <laughs> um, right. So, do, do you row out of Northampton community rowing? No, I, um, I did. That's where I learned. It oh. uh, started at the age of uh, ripe age of uh, 47. Um, yes. and, uh, but then moved on into sculling. So, I row out of Yankee Rowing, which is across the river in Hadley. Okay. And a mighty. And is that where you met our friend Nancy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, Nancy, Nancy connected yeah. me with you because I said I'm looking for you know people to feature in you know kind of explore this rowing arts connection, and uh, I, I have one of her pieces on my wall. Her her boats. Have you you've seen those? I'm sure. Yes, and I she, um, one of my books. Make sure I don't do this yes. backwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that I did this chapbook this last fall as a gorgeous piece of hers that she allowed I love me to use. that. I mean, uh, she fishes rack. these pieces like grasses out of the river and then makes prints. And it's just so wonderfully integrated in, you know, her her skill in rowing is admirable too. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, I just wanted to say, if you listen, we'll say the episode hashtag at the end of the show and you know, we'll give you some goodies. We follow people around the internet if they use the hashtag and uh, and like rowing gadgets and gear and services and stuff like that. So Jonathan, um, you all these things, poet, you've, you've authored books about buildings. You're a green builder, a, a craftsman of amazing furniture and things like that. Uh, and you're a rower, of course, and a, you coach. Is that correct? Yep, all those things. Anything else, like uh, chicken farmer or? <laughs> I uh, I cook. You cook. I'm my wife's chef, and and she's my bot my bodyguard. <laughs> That's formidable. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, to have a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, would you like to read a little? Um, yeah, I'm not a little, but a poem so, so that we kind of get a flavor of, of your connection with the water and the sport yeah. and um, the universe. The, the painting behind me is uh, done by a, a artist from Hatfield, Massachusetts, right up the river here. You mm -hmm. know, I collaborate a lot and it's a, it's a waterscape, a riverscape. And, Russell and what Stephen is his Powell. name? Russell Stephen Powell. He Russell doesn't, uh, he's not a rower. So uh -huh. he's in, in, in no other way is he defective. <laughs> <laughs> is he the one that produced that watershed magazine? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's your 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 stage here for a second. Okay. After the rain uh, was published uh, here about seven years ago by uh, Gallery of Readers Press, and there's a piece in it called "Rowing in Shad Season." I I think m many of you may know that shad are from the herring family, and they uh, they're what are they androgynous andromedous anyway they they start in the fresh water and they end in the fresh water they come back to the very place from which they started somehow they know that particular gravel shoal where their the egg that became them was dropped um, so that's one of the mysteries of the water that just draws me in the 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 miracles of life that are just embedded and we, we might not notice so anyway this is rowing in sh uh, shad season She's hurled her love-mad way upstream. After surf, surfing in tidal estuaries, slipping over sandbars, weedy rocks and concrete ladders, weeks of plunging headlong, blind, driven by destiny, she drops 30,000 eggs in her sex life debut and farewell under the watchful eyes of osprey, hawk and heron. Finally now, fury gone, she rolls slowly onto her side, her uh, up eye filmed with dawn sky, her dorsal slack. Her puckered seersucker pajama skin cheek catches my glance. Eye to eye, we meet in the river, wet, cold, and spent, wondering what will become of us. So as you may know, they they have that one shot, drop their 30,000 eggs and it's over. So we have a, there's a shad season when they're coming upstream and then there's a shad season when the bodies go downstream. And uh, it's a reminder of many things about life, whatever you make of it. Um, so glad to share share that piece from that book. But so the, the, the river, uh, the water and rowing as, a, yeah. as an activity, mm -hmm. uh, I like, to tell people you can't stay pissed off on the water for 90 you minutes. Can't. Cannot it's like a, yeah. My motto is life imitates rowing. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's the way I live now. <laughs> if I have if I have anxiety or something like that, I go out and it just goes away. I just let it go down the river. You know, yes, yes. I like to, when when I'm coaching, I, I like to tell people, you know, when you uh when you're a golfer, you get better and better and you take fewer and fewer strokes. And eventually mm -hmm. you probably don't take any strokes at all. You know, you just look at the ball and it goes there. Um, whereas in, in rowing, we take more and more strokes as we get mm -hmm. better. The strokes get yeah. easier. And what I, the, the life lesson, which uh, is, is that rowing is infinitely editable. So that is to say, when we take that stroke and, and it comes out at the finish, the river, the water says, thank you, you know, for coming to buy. doesn't yeah. remain you have to go hunt it down. You just take another one. Yeah. And so it's that for me in writing, it's that sense that we can just keep going. And what, what's good will be emergent and what's not, we'll just let go of. And so yeah. you get attached to the particular words. And so those are, you know, that's the way that, that I write is in, a, in more of a continuum continuum. And it's a rhythm. Mm -hmm. physical. And then do you keep working over your pieces or do you 
yeah. So would you yeah. take that poem and and re kind of? So on, on, I don't have anything to write with on the river, but I mm -hmm. uh, um, words and images uh, uh, collect themselves, and uh, I mm -hmm. write them down. When I get them. Yeah. Um, but the rowing is insane, you know. It's, it's, it's it, yeah. The, it's, it's like a it's like a mind shampoo. The rowing just kind of like. And you rinse it out and say, okay, yeah, so that really wasn't yes. important anymore. And this was really fun. And what about the legs on that heron? You know, the, the, the I'm always legs. stopping to take pictures of herons, you know, like they're just miraculous things. Yeah. How do they even stand up? You know? I don't know. And then they're like, at certain times of the year, I think like last month, they there would be a, a juvenile and the adult sort of showing it how to fish, I guess, you know, right under the yeah. bridges there on the Charles. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, they were around. We have peregrine falcons under the Coolidge Bridge, which is the yes. main artery. Oh and uh, yeah. one one morning a few years ago, it was all this carrying on and squawking <laughs> and uh, splashing around at the, in the water. And that was the morning and the moment when the young were literally kicked out of the nest to go yes. figure out how to fly and to swim. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um... I have a, a good friend, good some good friends who are falconers, and they, you know, they um, were instrumental in uh, getting the DDT ban, and because they they went up and did all this research with eggs, the DDT, and I guess the '60s or '70s probably um, was thinning the eggs, and they they were down to four, you know four four hundred individuals in the United States or something, mm -hmm. but the falconers were yeah. So they, I know. There's a, one mm -hmm. of the things I lear have learned in this uh, green building world is that um, we're really on our own here. That, that we think of the EPA as you know taking care of all of these things and so on, but they actually mm -hmm. only track uh, eight chemicals. And wow. a, there are ten thousand introduced in American industry every month, and so we really have to pay attention. And I think that that's mm -hmm. um, uh, when 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 I'm rowing, um, uh, well, first of all, I often hit things because I, I, I go into my space and I, you know, there's one buoy out there and I'll run into it. But um, uh, I'm glad but, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't call them navigational markers. I call them gravitational markers. They get a hold of the bow. They just grab the bow and just bring it right in for a bullseye. They just do, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Nancy Deesner, we have a question from Nancy. Do you ever find that the rhythm of the stroke works into the rhythm of your words? You kind of yeah, it's a great, that little. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I love that picture of the dog with the with the worker. Uh, there it is. Anyway, so yes, so um, so absolutely, the the the, um, the, the breathing, the natural breathing process, mm -hmm. of, um, which is uh, either shortened or distorted or ignored, except if we're meditating. Uh, becomes comes to the forefront in um, uh, in 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 rowing while I'm sculling, mm -hmm. and of course it's you know that the 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 drive is is the count of one, mm -hmm. and then the recovery is the count of three. Cool. So we're taking yeah. in three times as much as we're putting out, and so uh, I I find that very restorative and reassuring, mm -hmm. and um, kind of keeps me in my place. You know, yeah, um, 
Uh, do you write every day or do you? Um... Um, it's, it's episodic. I've, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, for this book, the uh, season of dreams, I did a, a, a two yeah. week solo retreat in the shacks on Cape Cod. Um, yeah. and, uh, that was amazing. And, and, so, uh, and you have not, a major, sorry, you have a major publisher or you? No, these are, well, the, the okay. living building book, uh, was, okay. was brought out by the, by, um, uh, the press in, in Washington state. These others are smaller local presses. Um, yeah. 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 But the, the living building book, um, was that your, your solo production or were there other people writing in that? Um, no, it was, so it's a collection of 30 stories, but uh-huh. I, what I found and, and found in the, the living building challenge, which is a whole nother topic, but the, the, um, uh, these buildings are in tune with their place and with the planet mm-hmm. um, in ways that no other process is. And what what I found was that engaging skilled craftspeople and labor in and designers in something that gives life mm-hmm. uh, creates a level of inspiration and understanding of the environment and brings mm-hmm. out the best possible work that people can do. When we feel like we're part of the healing of the earth, we thrive. And so, you know, getting from less bad to what does good look like? That's the deal. And that's what that's, you know, and I I think it's not true that for me, that's true. So true of sculling is like Mm -hmm. finally at some point in in the row, it's not about direction. It's about integration almost, you know, it's about this and, and, and sort of like letting it go like one of my um coaches brian dino manage i I will never forget something he told me was like you know i I, i'm notorious for working too hard and trying too hard yes you know like waste basically wasting a third of my energy on just trying to kill it and so he says you know charlotte you just pretend that you're you have the doves on your oars (laughs) and you and you're just going to release them, you know. You look like you're throwing them down on the ground now. <laughs> I will never forget that. And I think about releasing the doves, you know, just like kind of, you know, it, it just it helps my psyche and my rowing. I think. Yeah, I don't want to say anything unkind about sweet rowing. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, just a feat of you know incredible yeah. feat. But there is in the sculling, uh, you know, when I was rowing rowing uh, uh, team boats we always seem to be down to port mm-hmm. i would be, i would be port stroke and uh when i started sculling i realized that that was because of how i was rowing <laughs> i was bringing the boat down to port and I was yeah like, oh, yeah i know you're always thinking it's somebody else year year after year we're down to freaking port you know <laughs> so, so, but it's it's so true. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, in all the time I worked with Jim Deitch, you know, you just yeah. when you come up to the catch, you literally unweight the oar handle. That's all you do. There's no, it's almost yes, no I heard Jim say that too. You know, like and, just, then, and then it's just straight back and in here, and with the thumbs over the end, just the, <sighs> the fingertips roll, and and the oar, the oar just just lifts itself out of the water, and that's it. It doesn't doesn't come up very far. No. It's just, and it's almost nothing. One of the things I do when, when I'm starting people out is I, I get in the water with them. I'm holding the, the uh, uh, stern of the boat 
and I'm standing in the water and I have them come up to the catch and then gradually just let go of the oar as I hold the yeah. boat. And I said, see where the oar is? See where the top is? It floats where it's supposed to. You don't have to do anything. In fact, please don't do anything. Don't do anything. Just hold it just come through. Do less. And honestly, it's harder to coach men than women. Oh, you know, because men want to get a hold of it and like get this job done. And it's like, no, all that energy that's up here going around. No. Um, I know. That's why you need coaching. You know, I I haven't had much this year, but I I need to get back into it because I need to have someone check, kind of check on me. But uh, we're getting toward the end of our time, but I would love it if you, um, oh, by the way, we are live streaming, but if you're listening on your podcast apps, we will put uh, Jonathan Wright's images on our blog post, which is ready at readyrowusa.com. And you can see his wonderful work. He did master craftsman and uh, builder and coach and rower in the Northampton. So um, I would love it if you could read another book or a poem. <laughs> read a, read, a, read another poem for us. That would be great. I was thinking this morning, you know, if you look at some of my furniture, there is often a, um, uh, there's a curve and it, and I, it occurred to me this morning as I came back that the curve mm-hmm. on, the, on the edge of my coffee tables and that, uh, those curves, uh, on the, the, uh, the, the one to the right, those are actually the, the arc of the oar through the water. That is mm-hmm. that pattern. So I freehand them. You know, I, I just draw them out on the wood and that it's, I don't get all across the room with a string and a pencil and yeah. all that stuff. I, I, I draw them and that's what I realized. That's what I'm drawing. The water is giving me that. Yeah. And, and are these commercial or you, do you just do the, these? They're, they're, they're uh, individual pieces. Commissions or. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them. Wow. Are you know, wow. they're just gifts. <clears throat> that was, um, uh, the piece that on the right there is a, is um, uh, uh, it's called. Well, I can't really see the end, but it's called Jap- Japanese temple with mm-hmm. cable. The legs turn under, so that gives it kind of mm. a temple gate look. Uh, mm-hmm. Temple gate, and then the underneath there are walnut and uh, white maple, uh, which for the magazine rack. And my wife came down as a pianist and she said, it looks like a keyboard. I said, damn, you're right. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of those screens. It reminds me of those screens in, um, you know, in Japanese tea houses or, you know. Yes. The shoji. Yeah. 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 Um, Let me just give you something called water love. Um, Swimming is proof the sea never tires of me. Minerals, water, salt, and family the same love as my human kin. Kisses that linger on the heart-shaped rock left for me, a finger on the lips for a secret kept. The tingling in the back of my hand when I touch your face, more when sleeping than awake. Love accumulates its second chances, excuse me, Excuse me. Love accumulates its second natures in second chances, in ponds and hands, in my body, on my wrists. Promises surface slowly, rise up for keeping. 
So that's that wow. is a water piece, more about being in the water. Nancy's and a swimmer. That's from Season of Dreams. Season of but Dreams. That, so in all, do you have a website or do you, where can people find I, your... I do, but it's not very, not very useful. This was, oh, a, this is full of photographs that, that, yeah. uh, that uh, residency was the last of right. May and the beginning of June. Some incredible opportunities for, for understanding the place on the Cape. So cool. Yeah. yeah. So do people, can people go to Amazon and just yeah. search for Jonathan A. Wright? Jonathan A. Wright, and I think there are 37 of them or something. But you'll, you'll Yeah, there's me. a few, but only <laughs> one of you. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right, right. Okay, well, let's um, let's have you back. I, I wanted to mention a couple of things that people can find at Ready Row USA besides Jonathan's wonderful images and, and work and uh, the slideshow that we just presented on the live stream. We would love to have your club news if you have a an event going on at your club or you just want to talk about it um, we can bring a few people we do club spotlights and we can also mention it on on the the show and in our blog and so forth um i know philadelphia rowing has a thing coming up next week that they posted on our club news um summer program so there might be still time to get into that it's a great awesome club just with um, inclusivity as its its middle name, I love um, Philadelphia Rowing, and um, and we will do a, a spotlight on them. We did one last year, I think. But club news, readyrowusa.com. Um, we also collect gadgets and gear, so anything you'd love to take in the boat with you, like a little, I don't know. I have this thing that holds a water bottle on my phone. <laughs> There's also, you know, like little gadgets you can put on your erg and stuff like that. But please uh, send us those and we'll um, talk about them. And um, my books, I am also a publisher. My book, we're coming out with a, a book about a kid who saves the oceans with his friends. Um, it's Very ages cool. four to, yeah, it's really, it's a sweet book. That illustrator is, it's the second one he's done for us. And, wow. and he also, wow. was that? I said, wow. Just yeah, wow. I know. And this is, the, he did, Daniel Fiore is his name, and he did this book too. It's uh, 10 Famous Authors. And it's a very diverse lineup of authors, including some well-known uh, famous names like Thoreau, but also uh, some just various diverse communities. Um, authors. Um, again, I, like four to four to nine, four to 10. Wow. And well, we such are a such, a What's that? To, such a treat to be able to talk across the the edges of the boat and the water and the creative work. You know, it's such a brilliant I love it. thing to put yeah. together because it's it, it um I mean I can refer to it when I'm doing a reading, but to be able mm -hmm. to just immerse in this conversation with you and with people who are out there are gonna watch this and, and understand the gift that we are given. Yeah. through the oars and the boat and our ability yeah. to, to I mean, relax. and it's like so much, it's so like so much schlepping, you know, and you, then you, then you get your boat on the water, you get the oars in, you push off and it's like, ah, oh, this is why I do This is why I do Yeah. I mean, running is the easiest thing. You just put on your shoes and go outside. Mm -hmm. um, Ken Burns, who was a classmate of mine in, in college, uh, said, well, Jonathan, you know, 
making films is 90% carrying things. I thought, oh, <laughs> those socks and wires and tubes and stuff. So we just have to carry a boat. And our boats don't weigh very much, right? They're 30 pounds. And yeah, right, so, right. Well, um, I know it's just so great to have this connection with you. And um, I, I would love to have you come on anytime and read a poem. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, this, I, I'm so grateful to Nancy Deisner for, for uh, getting us connected here and, and uh, kind yeah. of refreshing my intentions and awareness about what this is that I'm actually doing as opposed to just, yeah. you know, pounding my way through it. So yeah, thank you well, so let's, much. Let's always take so another stroke and write another um, stanza. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, when that, when it or comes out of the water, the water just takes that, that, stroke and it just swirls yeah. away it's, yeah. you know it's like exactly. it's just another it just goes away the, it's the water you just always get another chance that. jim used well, to say jim Deep would say said john said, jonathan you know the water was really good to me this morning and it's like ah, right. i know yeah thank you so much jonathan wright is our guest and please visit readyrowusa.com to get the full story and more um connections with his work. And uh, thank you again. We'll have you back. Okay. Loved it. Just loved it. Take care. It was awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.